Today, I'm super thrilled to get to welcome my friend, Renee Beebe of Crossfire Ministries, as we continue our Love Like This series for Valentine's Month. I can't think of a better person to talk to about practical ways to love like this. We're going to interview Renee in this podcast and hear her story about why she does what she does. So let's cue the intro, and I'll be right back to introduce you to my friend and special guest, Renee Beebe. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference so our kids know Jesus? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me ministry, and we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's Word is life-changing, and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, it starts with a conversation. So let's get going with this podcast right now. Today, we have the amazing opportunity to have Renee Beebe here with us. And Renee grew up caring for people in need. And now she lives her life doing that on a daily basis. So, Renee, welcome. I'm so glad you're Thank here. You. Thank you. It's a blessing to be here. Thanks for having me. I remember the first time I saw you, and it was before we met personally, but it was at an event for Crossfire Ministries. And during that event, you got up and you spoke about your parents the founders of Crossfire Ministry. And I remember sitting there, I just cried. It was so beautiful. Your heart, your story, your parents' story. Tell us just a little bit about that. Sure. So um, Crossfire Ministries has been serving Colorado Springs for 28 years. Um, And it was really founded by um, just this heart's desire to help our neighbors in need right here in Colorado Springs. Uh, my mom and ha- dad had done mission trips to Mexico many times, and um, the, my dad really felt that the Lord was speaking to him. I did send you into all the world, but what are you doing about your own hometown? What are you doing about your neighbors? How do you show love to them? How are you um, helping them? And so that's how Crossfire got started um, 28 years ago, is just with the heart to serve um, our own community. Um, I was raised in um, Crossfire or, you know, all of the different ministries that my parents have done. So it's an honor to be able to work alongside them now. Um, I came on as the executive director in 2016. Um, so this has really been a part of my life, but, you know, the roles have changed some. And now I'm um, leading this organization. And by the grace of God, each and every day. We give away food, clothing, toiletries, and household items to anyone in need. Uh, So we're really a low barrier entry. Uh, Just if a family comes in or a person comes in and says, I have a need, uh, we do our best to, you know, try to accommodate whatever that need is, uh, physical needs. So we, our, our mission statement is to show God's love. And we do that by providing some of these physical necessities. I always say it's like the 
the worm on the end of the hook to draw them into um, a deeper relationship, not necessarily even right away a relationship with God, but just a relational um, atmosphere so that people can feel safe and they feel like they're loved and they feel like they they are a part of something. Um, and then we can have a, a better opportunity to minister to them on a deeper level. When I contacted you about doing this interview and about our Love Like This series for Family Disciple Me this month, I asked you to pick out a passage of scripture that was especially meaningful to you as a ministry, and you chose Matthew 25. And just a little excerpt from that says, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. Whatever you did for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did for me. That's Jesus' words at the great throne of judgment. How does that inspire you? How does that speak into what you do as a ministry? Sure. So this is this type of, of love for people is the blood that runs through Jesus's veins. It's actually the blood that ran ran out of his veins on the cross. Um, he died caring for and loving for people. Um, it was his mission, so that none would be lost. Um, when we do acts of kindness, or when we we show love, um, you know, with the physical needs, the food, the clothing, the toiletries, I believe it's then when we begin to function. Um, in our purpose as believers in Christ. It's when we're, we're able to show love, um, and it's in simple ways. It's not, they're not huge things at all. But I believe that it's in these moments is when we are fed the most. It's when, when we can do things for others. Um, that is when God can work through us in amazing ways and work in us, not just through us. For our listeners, I don't know if you can hear the quivering in Renee's voice. But something that is so precious about her is that this theme of caring for people in need is so near and dear to her heart that I've seen it bring tears to her eyes and a quiver to her voice like every time she talks about it. Renee, you grew up in this. Like... This could be an old story to you by now, but it's not. It still brings emotion to you. We're sitting here in this room. It's just you and I. Um, there will be listeners at some point to this podcast, but right now it's just you and I. This is your authentic emotion. How is it that it's still so real and so tangible to you after all these years? I don't know if I have the answer to that question. Um, obviously, it's probably because of what I know what Jesus has done in my life. Um, what he's brought me through. And I feel like there's just that hope that I have every day that I can cling to. Um, families are hurting, whether it's they're hurting because they have a need or they're hurting because their soul is hurting. Um, we, it's just an opportunity we have. And I do get emotional and I am passionate about it. Um, and so it does drive me drive me to tears most of the time when I do talk about it because there are great needs. Um, there's hurting people, and and we have the opportunity every day. We walk alongside people every day, um, and we have that opportunity. God's given us that opportunity to just love on them. 
Is there a particular story, maybe from recent days or weeks, or just a highlight story from this ministry in general that just is one of your favorites that you could share with us? There's so many, um, definitely. Um, it's a very rewarding um, place to be in. Um, I was just, I was just reminded this morning of, of families that are in situational needs. It's not always an everyday um, need. You know, they're not coming in every week. And I remember uh, just a, a few months ago, uh, a single mom had come in, and she kind of had the deer in the headlights look, like, "What? What am I doing?" And so I was able to. I happened to be in the the pantry, uh, the grocery department at that time, and I was able to go and, and just ask her, you know, how are you and she hadn't been in in a long, long time. Um, she's a single mom working two jobs and was able to provide for her family. But during COVID and uh, kids not being in school, um, there was a greater need. While the kids were in school, they got free or reduced lunches and breakfast. So right now she was struggling because she didn't have um, enough food to make sure that they had enough when they weren't in school. And so we were able to to provide those items for her. She was so blessed. And, and she kept saying, I just need bread. I can make French toast. I can make peanut butter and jelly. You know, I can just get by. I just need some some bread. And so it was just this humbling, um, humbling experience, right, that she was able to to get what she needed, um, but also knowing that it's situational. That, you know, it's not an everyday situation that people are in need all the time. You know, sometimes things just happen. And during COVID, we've seen more and more of that. Um, you know, it's been a struggle for a lot of families in our community. I've heard you talk a lot about the phrase, the working poor, and how that specifically is your target. If you're going to have one, it's the working poor. Can you tell us more about what that person looks like to you? Sure. So in, um, I think it was 2018, um, statistics were one in eight people in Colorado uh, went without food or they they didn't have enough. So they went without and their ch- to make sure their children had enough. Um, so think about the last eight people that you've been in contact with, right? It could be the person that you just purchased lunch from. Uh, they could be struggling. They go home in silent, shut the door, and they struggle. They don't have enough. They aren't able to make ends meet, but they still might be working, working hard. It could be the coworker that you sit next to. It could be the person you sit next to at church. Um, sometimes we just don't know that, that there is a deeper need, that there's a financial need um, that these families might have, even though they're working. It's just hard sometimes to make ends meet. James says in chapter two, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, And one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and be filled without giving them the things they need for their body. What good is that? And really, it's a rhetorical question. What good is that? Serving the least of these can be as simple as that loaf of bread. Jesus even said, you can give a cup of water in my name and I notice it and I'm going to reward it. Generosity matters to Jesus, and it matters in very tangible ways. Talk to me about what that looked like for your parents. They obviously started this ministry in 1992. What did that look like prior to them for 92? 
Had they experienced that moment where somebody helped them like that? Was that just their heart as a couple? Was that something that when you were a tiny little girl that that God impressed upon them through a particular experience? Is there a story there? Yes, there's a story. <laughs> so we we were always uh, we were we grew up in church. Um, my mom and dad always did ministry with us girls. So when we were in kindergarten, they were teaching in kindergarten. When we were in high school, they taught, you know, the teenage group. So um, with that, they started to do mission trips to Mexico. And so we always were able to go on on mission trip. And, and again, on one of those trips, uh, uh, my dad was building a, we were building a church and everything that you could imagine was going wrong. And so he just cried out to God, God, what, you know, what is going on? And um, God really spoke to his heart and said, I, I asked you to build the church, but it's not a physical building. Um, so that, you know, my dad kind of tucked that in the back of his mind. Like he, he was, he thought that building this big, huge building was going to be, um, you know, what exactly what God wanted. And so he just prayed and he says, God, if you can get me through this, this mission trip, you know, get this church built, I will work more on building people, the church, the body of Christ. Um, so with that, and then again, God speaking to him and saying, you know, I did call you into all the world, but what are you doing about your own hometown? Um, so through a series of events, they were able to sell a business that they um, that they had, and they were able to get out of debt. And from then on, they've been walking by faith. So they've never taken a salary. Um, God has provided for them personally and for, for the ministry um, year after year, moment after moment, day by day. Um, God has just poured out their blessings. And I think it's because my dad took that step of faith and said, okay, I might have been wrong. You know, I... I tried to build a church instead of building people. Um, God, here I am. Help me through this. And then um, and then selling the business, getting out of debt, all of those things, walking by faith um, has just been an amazing journey for them. And I love, I love that story, Renee, because it absolutely speaks into who we are as a ministry with Family Disciple Me. Your influence matters in the next generation. And so as Renee's mom and dad were seeking Jesus and listening to him talk to them about their lives and their callings and their ministries, and as they lived in obedience to him, then they turned around and they were speaking him into the next generation. And there were three little girls that were watching, participating, listening, and here we are decades later which just makes me think about each of us and the influence that we have in the next generation as we do this Love Like This series. And we talk about tangible ways to love. Last week, we talked about helping people value life. And this week, we're talking about caring for people in need. As we seek God about these things in our own lives and we choose to listen to God and we choose to do what he's called us to do, then we can turn around and we can speak him into the next generation and we can model for them what it looks like. This whole discipleship process is so amazing. And your parents may not have set out saying, we're going to disciple our daughters for caring for people in need, but they certainly did set out to honor and obey God and set the example for you. And that is discipleship to its core. Renee, we have listeners 
all over the country, but specifically for our listeners here in Colorado Springs, how can they connect with you? The easiest way is to go to our website, www.crossfireministries.org. And so it'll tell more about the ministry. If so, if there's somebody actually in need, that's the best place to go to kind of figure out how to navigate the system. Um, my personal email, you can reach out to me anytime at renee at crossfireministries.org. I love to have conversations and, and chat with people. So um, I'm always open. And people can contribute. They can contribute financially. They can bring clothing, household items. Yeah, They can absolutely. bring food. Yeah. They can bring We're, toiletries. And they can bring their body. Come and volunteer. <laughs> so, um, yes, all of those things. Um, they We need financial donations and in-kind donations, um, clothing, household necessities, um, all of those things. But all the website tells um, how what our needs are. It also tells um, gives us your gives the contact information so that you can get a hold of us and, and figure out a drop off time. Or again, if they if somebody is in need of services, that's the best best place to start. Excellent, Renee. As we close out this podcast, do you have a charge for us about love like this, care for people in need? Absolutely. So I'm a very driven person. Um, being successful is really important to me. And I had to, recently I had to shift my mindset. Um, and so I created a plaque that sits on my desk. And I, I'm sorry if I get really emotional, but it says successful people love. And I didn't just leave it at that. So underneath there, I had to have a definition of what love meant. And it's the unselfish loyal and benevolent concern for the good of another. So you ask what the charge would be, and I feel like that is it. The more we can have that kind of love, the more people will be turned to Jesus. I think if we can all grasp a hold of that, the unselfish, the willingness to put the needs of others um, ahead of ours, loyal, giving or showing firm and constant support, benevolent, a servant heart rather than self-gaining, concern, a specific connection with or responsibility for the good of another. So there's ways to show that all around us. You can come serve at Crossfire, call your neighbor, Connect with your coworker. Tell the checker at the grocery store that you value them as a person. Give the waitress a little extra tip. Or even if you can't do that, write a note. I value your hustle. You're a hard worker. Shovel your neighbor's walk, but do it at 3 a.m. They don't need to know it was you. You don't need to thank you because when you're doing these things, you're doing them for God. There you go. Emotion and everything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Was that okay? Is that a, do you need a different I'm, charge? <laughs> no. <laughs> it feels like a holy moment to me. And Renee, I, I know the way you'll respond to this, but I'm just in awe. I think of Mother Teresa and her heart to care for people. And... I see that big of a heart sitting across this table from me. 
And it's so inspiring and it's so challenging. I was in another conversation recently about what success is. And certainly the world provides so many different definitions for success. That is the most beautiful definition that you just read. And according to Jesus in Matthew 25, it's the most important definition. Thank you for being here with me today. To our listeners, thank you for joining us. I hope that you're inspired, that you're challenged by this. I know I am. This this discipleship conversation affects the way that we live on a, on a daily basis. Our interactions with people that we know, that we don't know, how we teach our children to care about people, how we live that out practically when we drop off donations or write checks to help people or whatever that looks like. We can all care for people in need. So let's do that. Let's be inspired to do that better because of Renee. Crossfire Ministries, her parents' legacy, the discipleship conversation that goes along with this specific episode is available in the show notes. You can also find it at familydiscipleme.org. As we conclude, I just want to say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And Renee, I pray this over you and Crossfire as well. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his countenance toward you. And as he turns his countenance toward you, may that light reflect on all the faces that are looking to you. And may he flood you and give you so much peace. Go with God, friend. I am so grateful for you. And to our listeners, go with God, live for him, be people of peace, and care for those in need.